Live from Studio 715B, it's the Chuck Wagon Show. And here's your wagon master, Chuck. Hi, how you doing? Glad to have you in. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. You come to me on my daughter's wedding day, and you expect me to make a podcast for you? Well, I got news for you. It's gonna end really badly for you. Really badly. Sorry about that. I, I watched The Godfather fully for the first time last night, so I, no matter what he played, I would have done that. He could have played Happy by Pharrell Williams, and I would have been Don Corleone. And it just didn't matter. Um, I just, I've been kind of like doing that to myself all day. Like, the, I'm going to make you laugh, you can't refuse. It's still not there. It's not all the way there, but I'm working on it. Yeah, you are tuned in to The Chuck Wagon, the fastest growing podcast in America, with a picture of a wheel as the logo. So, um, you know, you're, you're making history right now by being here, and that's, that's really good. That's something you, could, that's something you can write home about. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. So, uh, yeah, we have, we have a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, cows a little bit, actually. We're going we're gonna to talk some religion, which is going to be interesting a little bit a little bit different out of our out of our normal wheelhouse pun intended um and yeah so we're we're gonna have a good time but i want to start off with this this is a little disclaimer for you um because i read something that was a a little bit concerning and it it basically there's a bill passed and this is this is just kind of like a, a disclaimer to you because i love you and because i want the best for you i'm letting you know that apparently Congress has passed this new bill that soon, like companies and stuff are going to be able, like they're going to be able to buy your browser history, so they can figure out what you're doing. And like immediately, I just thought of that part from The Office with Kevin, where he's just like, "I got to erase a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff." And I was like. I don't think that's me. I mean, I don't think I have anything that bad, but like, you know, you might. So you might have a bunch of crap that you really need to delete before, you know, your internet provider can sell it to someone and they know exactly what you've been doing. Because we're already, you know, people are already checking us out enough, like what we're doing. You know, Google Google runs America, by the way, um, along with LeBron James. So it's like... They already know what you're doing, but this is just another one. So from me to you, this is my gift to you as my listener. I'm telling you, go through and delete those browsers, folks, before thing before crap hits the fan. Um, but yeah, like I said, glad to have you in. So um, here, here's here's kind of like my my big topic, and I'm switching gears because usually people like you you tune into this show. And you're like, oh, good, I get to listen to a guy talk about stuff that really is completely inconsequential for half an hour while I take a dump or walk to school. I don't know, what, whatever you do, whenever you listen to this show. If, if, it, if I were you, I would probably listen to it while I was pooping. That's just like, I'm just saying that. That's me being very transparent. Um, because like the very, never mind, I don't want to go into it, but that's when I'd probably listen to the show. Um, so whenever you listen to the show, you're you're expecting that we're not going to talk about anything big, but I I I read this article and I'm really interested, and I this is actually one of those where I want to hear what you guys think about this, just because I want to get a dialogue going, and 
I, I said the email on I think episode two. It's the Chuck Wagon Show at gmail.com and you can hit me up with what you think. But um, I read this article and it, it's really interesting to me because it's basically saying um, there's this movement with atheists in the Philippines and it's like atheist evangelism that's happening, which is interesting to me. And, and because I'm, I'm a Christian and so it's not like, you know, some people in Christianity would be like, oh, they're like stealing our thing. We go and we spread the word and they're not allowed to do that. And like, I don't think that I like, I think that's wrong um, because everyone, I mean, there's free freedom in the world. But, um, and so people can do whatever they want. But to me, it was more interesting, like about why people are doing humanitarian work in the Philippines to spread the idea of atheism. Cause I was just thinking about it and I'm like, and, and I'm only saying this because I want to hear what people think. Like if, if you're an atheist and you listen to this show, I want, like, I'm, I'm actually interested. So I want to know because I was thinking about it. And if I was an atheist, I don't think I would do anything for people in the Philippines because like the, the, the argument that I've heard and that was kind of like talked about in the article is, well, if you help other people around you, that benefits the world in general and the world rises up together and you get a better world where people are better, but which I get, but I get that more on like a, a local level. Like how much is the life of a child in the Philippines really affecting me as a college student in Virginia? I don't like, I don't get that. So to me, what I see there, when I see someone like going out, like having that desire, because I, if I, if I didn't believe in God, I feel like I personally wouldn't have an incentive to go do good things because I, like, I would probably believe in just natural selection and kind of like survival of the fittest. And so I wouldn't really have any desire to go to the Philippines and help them out because it's just kind of like, well, my life's pretty good. So I don't really need to concern myself with that. Maybe that's just because I'm a cold-hearted individual and other people are just better people than me um, in general. That could be the case. But to me, it's just like, so I'm just, in, I want to hear what you guys think because what I hear when I hear like atheist type evangelism, like spreading the word that there is no God to people while also like giving them shoes and like feeding them and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know why, if I, if I were in that position, I don't know why I would do that. And so to me... The bottom line is all of that to me seems to be saying, well, if you have that innate desire, maybe that's God speaking. Like maybe that is God putting that compass in your heart that turns you towards wanting to help your neighbor because that's exactly what's talked about in scripture. And so it's like, maybe if I'm, if I don't believe there's a God and, I, but I also believe in helping other people and I'm doing things that are actually talked about in doing in scripture very importantly but I just have a different message maybe I'm seeking for a different message by doing that work and so to me that that almost turns into evidence of God um, because that's like the central message to love your neighbor and if I just believe in natural selection and survival of the fittest, I might be concerned in what the guy literally next door to me, how he's living, because that directly impacts me. But a person in the Philippines, that's a long way away. 
Um, so I don't know. Hit me up at the Chuck Wagon Show at gmail.com if you have thoughts. I'd like to just get a dialogue going. I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone or anyone's beliefs, but that was just kind of like on my mind, and I just want to share that because I, th- I think it's just like an interesting topic. But anyways, um, so yeah, just food for thought. But I I had an experience this week uh, where I was just really irritated, and I don't want to like. I don't want to get into it because it just could potentially be awkward, but, but, um, basically someone, I was kind of like having a discussion with someone and they, they just like, wouldn't like, like it was like one of those things where the person knew what I was trying to say and like, wouldn't let it go. Like, like basically I'm just trying to be vague here, but like, basically I was saying something and they like knew the point I was trying to make, but they kept arguing like a little technicality about it. And it was like really irritating. And so that got me thinking like, hey, why not, since I have this show that I do, why not take a couple of minutes and just rapid fire complain about things that bother me that happen and that make no sense? So here we go. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with a, a title for this segment. It's called, I'm going to call it right now. Uh, something catchy like that time in the show when Chuck rapid fire complains about a bunch of things that really irritate him uh, and hopefully the people realize that it irritates him and then maybe they'll think about these things and that can be something that is shared between them in frustration about general human events Um, that was... I thought it was pretty good. I thought I thought that was a nice catchy. It's a little little snappy. Maybe put slap a jingle behind it next time. Um, but okay, so here we go. The first the first thing I want to talk about is uh, trash cans with lids. Uh, I'm t- I'm talking the ones that like you have to push in on the lid in order to drop the trash in. Especially you know who loves to do this? Fast food joints, the grossest places in our country. So like. They're like, oh, here's your here's your greasy burger and your shake that's made out of like, who knows what, and you're gonna spill it onto the trash can, and then we're gonna make you push in a little lid, so that you can, and it's all greasy and gross and disgusting, and you've you've already you already feel bad about yourself because you just ate stuff that's really bad for you, and now you have this weird slime all over your hand, and you see the people that are eating at these places, and you're like, that could be, that could be from their meal, or that could just be from them, and it's like really disgusting, and so I'm making a mandate right now, as far as I'm concerned, get rid of those weird lids that you have to push in, there's not really that much point to them, they're not preventing that much smell, there's plenty of places that don't have those lids, and they smell just fine, like a, like a, big patch of roses compared to the greasy places anyway. So, um, oh, here's another thing. So that, that was, that was one thing. Um, another thing is golf scores. I think we can all agree that the way that people communicate their scores in golf is preposterous. We have, we have courses with different pars and people just say the amount of shots they took. So it's one, like, like I go to this golf course and I go, Oh, I hit a 63. And you're like, is that like a four above? Like, like I don't, I have no idea what that is. That's a, that's a bad way to communicate things. Like if like, let's, let's, let's try to, let's try to compare this to something else. It's like, if, if I, if I came to you and was like, 
hey, you got a uh, got a hundred and five on that test. What'd you get? And you're like, oh, how'd you do that? I got a ninety eight. That's crazy. Like on my test today, I got a ninety eight. And you're like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> got a hundred five because I'm really smart. But then you realize that the test was 105 out of 175. So really, they kind of bombed it, and you did really well. You got the 98 out of 100. But the thing is, you're talking, and no one has any idea what anyone's talking. You generally know. You're like, oh, that's probably pretty good because it's triple digits. But you don't really know. So that's that's ridiculous. Just, just say I went to this course, and I. you could say I went to this course and got like whatever score, but most people are just like, oh yeah, I went golfing at some golf course today and I scored a whatever. And I'm supposed to be impressed with you. I don't, what, what do you want from me? I don't know. Okay. Here's another thing. Um, all the women in my life that when they like you as a per, not like not are into you in an attracted way, but like, are just, just like you as a friend and think you're funny or whatever. They say, oh, I hate you. I feel like that one just speaks for itself. I don't have like some big elaborate argument. It just when when you say you hate someone, like oh my gosh, I hate you. Shut up, you're the worst. Like those are like the three go tos for people saying, "I think you're pretty nice. You're special. You're pretty neat." That's those are three phrases. Tell someone they're neat. That is like if if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, you're pretty neat." I would say thank you. That's a legitimate compliment. Um, okay, and just to finish this up, I don't know. This I, I gotta say, this is so therapeutic for me. You're probably sitting there like I don't, I could could not care less about any of this. Can you just shut up and I don't know, do a voice or something? But so this is something that that really I don't understand. Businesses don't want to sell you stuff anymore. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I, that has happened to me. It's like, I in this in this current like people are like, oh, the economy's going downhill. Like maybe it's because pe- businesses don't want to sell you products. In the last couple of months, I've had to convince business people to sell me their product. Like I have had to be that like used car salesman and try to be all charismatic and friendly and like trick them into letting me pay them money for a product. Like one time I went, I went to this donut shop with a friend and, and we went in there and it was like, it's kind of like this mom and pop donut type shop. Uh, and so we go inside and it's like, I don't know, two in the afternoon or something. And we go in and we're like, uh, we'd like two donuts, please. And the lady was like, Oh, uh, you know, they really are better in the morning They you know, they come out in the morning and, and we're like, Oh, no, no doubt. Like, I'm sure they're, they're great. We'll, we'll take just like two of those chocolate glaze. And she's like, well, no, but the thing is the, you really should come in the morning because that's when the donuts are, are fresh and they're hot and like, like Krispy Kreme. And I said, ma'am, I, I bet that your donuts cannot be beat in the morning, but me having like like we're on the same page here. If I come and the donut like if I eat this donut at 2 p.m. and it's not the greatest thing I've ever had, I'm not gonna be like, oh, this place always sucks. I'm gonna be like, I bet that it's even better in the morning. And she, I think she went back. The way I remember it, she went back for round three on trying to convince me to not give her money for something she baked. And we were like, 
what do you, what do you want us to do? Like we we want we're we're we have money in our hands. And she's like, well, okay, okay. Like it was it was like as if we were we walked in and we're like, hey, give us a donut for one cent. And she was like, I don't know, I I don't think I can do that. We're like, ma'am, give us the freaking donut, or eat this gun. And and she was like, well, I gotta talk to my boss. I don't. But and then like finally she was like, all right, one cent. It's like that was what it was like to just get her to to sell us donuts, and like the same thing happened at this business. Like it, we we had to we had to go in and convince them to sell a product. We were like we were like oh we want this, and they were like uh, no, no one buys those. You don't yeah I don't think you want that. And we're like no we we think we want them, and. Like the old adage says, we're always right because we're the customer. And she was like, mm, I don't know. Only old people buy those. And we're like, well, consider me dentured and and flabby skinned and long storytelling. Those are my adjectives for old people. Um, consider me those things. Because I'm an old guy, if the only old guys buy this product. And so, bottom line, it's like, old people, the, the, well, shoot, what were the adjectives I used? The, the flabby skinned, dentured, long storytelling people of the world always talk about the old days. They're like, well, back in my day, business was real business. You, you set up your place and you worked from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. the next day, and then you went home, you made love to your wife, and you slept, and that was all. And, like, I kind of get it, like, now, because people, like, it's it's the opposite. Now it's like, like, I'm going to be able to tell my grandkids, when I was your age, I had to convince the real, the, the, the sellers... To sell me their product. We were real negotiators then. And I won't be lying at all. Like, I, I'm going to have to spend a bunch of my life, like, valuable time trying to get someone to let me give them money. <sighs> I'm sorry, but I needed that. So thank you for listening to that. And bottom line, if you start a business, just, if they want the product, sell them the product. You'll sell way more products. Because, like, I, I've almost walked out of places because I was just like, I, this is too much work to give you money. It just doesn't make sense. But anyway, this has been, um, uh, shoot. This has been that time in the show when Chuck rapid fire complains about a bunch of things that really irritate him. And hopefully the people realize that it irritates him. And then maybe they'll think about these things And that can be something that is shared between them in frustration about general human events. So for all my, all my Grays buddies out there, um, there's some news. I I don't know if you've heard it yet, but I'm obviously I'm talking about Grays Anatomy. Um, but you know, Mr. Shoe from Glee um, Matthew Morrison, he's apparently going to be playing Joe's abusive husband coming up is what, is what the sources are saying. 
Which is crazy because it's like, out of all the people to cast as Joe's husband, like think think about what happened to Joe. And I'm sorry if you're not like as far up on the show as me, but like Joe is like all the horrible stuff that happened. It just seems like a really like just a bad casting. I mean, like honestly, you could just pull in like remember that remember that guy that Yang Christina Yang was seeing. In like the one of the early, I can't remember which one, maybe like two or three, something like that. She was like seeing this guy, and that he would be better to be cast. Like it would be really interesting to bring him in and be like, "Oh, this is." It turns out that Yang's old old love interest was really married to Joe the whole time. Like that would have been insane. Or like if they brang brang bring back if they if they bring back. I don't know why I just automatically went Southern on that. I feel like that's really offensive. Have you noticed that? Like, so people, people, when they want to sound fancy, they go British. Like, it's like, huh, mm, tea and crumpets and all the finer things. And when they want to sound like a freaking idiot, they, they go Southern. I, and I'm not saying that like, like, I don't want, like, I, I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? It, but it is what people do. If you think about it, like, like, if you want to sound like an idiot, you go, hell, hell, hell. Let's fly the flag and like, like it, it's like it's too bad because I I know a lot of really intelligent Southern people so like I'm this is me apologizing for doing that just instinctively but I think it's the culture that we live in like why why is it always that like if and it, I don't know there's just a there's just a couple like little stereotype voices that we go to like if I was gonna be like hmm I read a book today you'd be like oh yeah that's a wise British person because that's what we do British people are wise. And southern people like shooting BB guns and knocking back Bud Lights. That's kind of, but anyway, so just I can't. Bottom line, what I was trying to say is they could bring back um, McDreamy and have him be the husband of Joe, and that would be crazy because like we all know what happened to McDreamy because we all watched the show, and um, so. That would be, that would be like, I want to be on the writer, the writing crew for Grace because I just, I have all these ideas. And, um, but anyway, the bottom line is like Mr. Shoe from Glee, like everyone's talking about, they're like, I'm just going to imagine him singing Gold Digger the whole time. Like, well, well, he's hanging out with Joe. I'm like, I mean, people act in different things, but anyway, the real bottom line is I, I've watched maybe one and a half episodes of Grey's Anatomy in my life. So if that didn't make any sense to you, then like, Good job. You're a good viewer of the show because I I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have a list of the characters from Grey's Anatomy on Google right now, and um, I, I've seen like a couple episodes. But but so if that made perfect sense to you, then maybe you shouldn't watch Grey's Anatomy because now when things happen, you're gonna be like, I wish Chuck was on the writing crew. It'd be so much better because like that idea he had about Yang and McDreamy that was brilliant. And you'll just be disappointed for like 30 seasons or whatever they're at now. So, uh, so yeah, but the, the part is true though about Mr. Shu, Matthew Morrison going to Grace. So if you're a Grace fan, there you go. So last week, if you remember, uh, if you didn't try to just tune out everything that you heard from the show over the last week, um, I had a segment kind of at the end where it was like talking about it. Basically what it turned out is we have better lives than animals like the dolphins and, and, and whales and stuff like these 
these mammals that are freaking living in the water. Like that's, that sucks so much, but I think I found an animal that tops it in terms of like how much your life would suck because it's, it's so much more embarrassing and it's cows specifically if you're a cow living in Oregon. So there's this legitimate article. It's just like the Adele thing. It's like the French Eagle thing. It's like, I thought it was fake and it was real. There's a lot of news like that out there. You'll find, if you read the news, there's going to be some headlines and you're like, there's no way that's real. And it's a hundred percent real is, um, the state of Oregon is considering legislation to regulate cow farting. And that is true. So what happened? So so imagine you're a cow. Like I'm in my mind, a cow is listening to this. And they're like, oh, come on, man. Don't talk about this. Like, it's been a well-kept secret for a long time. Please don't say it. But I'm sorry, Mr. Moo. We're going to we're gonna reveal your little secret today because it turns out cow farting can create global warming (laughs) like 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 when cows fart it's so bad that that it actually damages the earth like it damages the ozone layer and stuff like that so basically these lawmakers in the state of oregon are having to spend their time figuring out a way to regulate it so basically cows don't ruin the atmosphere by farting (laughs) so like you we've all been in that situation where like we were we kind of like farted in like a place where it wasn't it was it was like an inopportune time to fart and it like maybe it was loud maybe it was silent and you were worried someone would smell like but these cows are just walking around and they're already getting milked till their udders are sore. And then they're like, on top of that, whenever they fart, it damages the world. And so like, imagine how much your life would suck. If you're a cow, you already have someone that's stealing from you all the time. And, and like weirdly drinking your milk when they're an entirely different species species, which is really weird because like other animals don't do that. That's like, that's one of the weirdest things that humans do is like, Hmm, like we drink our own milk for like a couple of months and then, and then we move on to a different animal. And that's really freaking weird when you like, like imagine that with any other animal, like think, think about if, if like a horse, for example, like a, a horse gives milk to its young for a couple months. And then once little horsey grows up, Horsey goes over to Miss Platypus and drinks her milk. That's really freaking weird. That's like one of the weirdest things we do. But it's not weird because we just like grow up doing like we just go to the grocery store and it's like, oh, there, there's the milk from a different animal. That's really gross. But I'm going to tune that out because that's the culture I live in. I don't know if that's how you talk when you go to the grocery store. That's what I do. I'm like, hmm, so what do we need is I got to get some eggs and I got to get some milk and I got to... Anyway, that's the new grocery store voice. But bottom line, really weird. But so, um, yeah, so these cows have are like under big scrutiny right now because the humans are like, we need you, but you're also making it impossible to live in these conditions. You're melting the polar ice caps with your flatulence. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'll try to keep you updated on this. I mean, the best part is, like, they're arguing about it in the Senate, like, in the Oregon Senate and House. They have to actually spend time being like, the the evidence shows that the cows are ruining the world. And then, then (laughs) like, the other senator's like, I don't believe that we have... 
the right evidence and scientific repertoire to say that legislation must be pushed through. Like, someone's probably giving a filibuster about the cow. Like, they're probably reading Goodnight Moon to their kids on Skype, like, from the Senate floor to make sure they don't have to talk about cows farting. <laughs> oh, that one cracks me up. I don't know what it is. But anyway, we're going to uh, we're gonna call it a day here on the Chuck Wagon. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 5, wow. I was thinking, like... It's crazy that these are just, like, out there now. That's pretty cool. They're just always out there, and, like, people are going to hear these, and, I mean, like, this is just, like, like I'm, super, I'm a super morbid person, so I'm about to get super morbid to end the show, because what's better than talking about that when you end? But, but like, if I were to, to, like, to die, I'm not scared of death, so, like, if I were to die, like, tonight like these would be out there and people could just like listen to them and be like oh there's that guy and like that that's weird but like kind of kind of cool in a way like it's just like this is how we like in the in this modern techno technological time people like we we can listen to the music of elvis we can listen to johnny cash we can like Bach and all that like with music and with pod like we can hear all these people and it's, it's just cool that um that's just something to think about but anyway Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to end with our uh, Chuck's profound quote of the day, and this one call comes from Alan, I'm going to say Dundas, I don't know exactly, it may might be Dundies or Doondies, kind of hope it's Doondies, that's kind of fun, um, but he, Alan Doondies was a folklorist at the University of California, which most importantly you should note that being a folklorist is a thing. Um, he his work has been central to establishing the study of folklore as an academic discipline and that is a really interesting legacy to have um because you just you just dig some folklore and you you make sure that other people dig it too but anyway um what alan dundas dundas dundies said was light travels faster than sound this is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak like to thank executive producer Jake Crossman. But Chuck would if he was still alive. Like to thank Alan Dundas, Matthew Morrison, and you for feeding my business. Cause I'm about to give you an offer you can't refuse. Tune in next week for the Chuck Wagon with your host, Don Corleone.